Hello there and welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Sarah from Sarah Faruya Coaching and this is the Legends Podcast. I believe there are many, many ways to lead a life and everybody has stories and I want to tell them and share them. These legends are a collection of people who I have found during my 20 years in Tokyo and before. All of them are brilliant people. And when I became bored with reading another billionaire's biography, I thought I want to tell the stories of the people who I meet who are absolutely fascinating, but you won't see on your regular podcast interview. They have overcome obstacles, both systemic and internal, and we cover all kinds of things from creativity, grief, racism, business, disaster, loss, trolling, infertility, farming, eating disorder, eco-feminism, and more. We have elite athletes, people who live on Zen temples in remote parts of Japan, BBC newscaster to Taekwondo champion. Please enjoy these amazing stories from what they've overcome, from what they've built, from what they've created, from the way that they talk. I'm just delighted thinking about it. So please get stuck in and enjoy this next legend. I'm Sarah Faruya and welcome to the Legends series. These are conversations that I have with people who I find absolutely fascinating. I love it that there are so many ways to lead a life. And today I am so thrilled to welcome the amazing Yukiro Draverius. Is that right, darling? That's right. Thank oh, you for having me. I'm just, I'm so delighted to be here today and to, to have you here. So how can I introduce this amazing human being? Oh. Well, let's see. I, I will do this for you, my dear. Please try. I <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Yukiro is the mother of the house of Schwarz. Yeah. Um, her drag name is Die Schwarzfrau. Is that right? Excellent. Yes, perfect. Thank you. He is a creative, a writer, a director, an actor, a scriptwriter, a performer, a gamer, a reality TV reviewer on YouTube, a supermodel, a queer icon, a Tokyoite, a yogi. Um, a singer with Denanuma, Denanoma? Denanoma. Denanoma. Um, a former industrial band member, um, Verge. Yeah. And I mean, I don't even know what else he does and I don't care because what, what we have to work with is out in front of us here today and I cannot wait to get stuck into this. We met through a friend. That's right. Oh, that's right. So I was I was going around to a friend. I've just been to a, uh, a fashion gathering of some description. I don't know how they let me in. But <laughs> <laughs> and um, he said, oh, do you want to come and watch me do a photo shoot between my appointments? And I said, yeah, yeah, fine. So the lift opened and this inc- and I just was like, Ooh. do you know what it was like? <laughs> You know in the Rocky Horror Show when yeah. you see Frank and Furter for the very first time? Ah! Do you know what I That's mean? That's my favourite scene in that movie probably. And, and, and just like the, 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 the foot's like that and then you're yes. just like, whoa, what is this? That's what it was like. The, door, ah! the doors opened and I just went, what? Like there was this like seven foot queen in front of me, beautiful, heels like this. And I mean, I'm tall. And this was like, wow. And then I just had such fun drinking too high and watching you having a fabulous photo shoot, from which I learned an awful lot, actually, Yukiro. So I just want to give you props here. I learned a lot about 
holding yourself, about being confident, about being humble, about throwing shapes, about, because I think humility and confidence are inextricably linked. Yeah. And because you, to, to throw yourself round on a bed and be dressed up with all this makeup on and everything, <laughs> it takes some, it do take courage, it do take humility, and it do take being fucking fabulous as well. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like a day in my everyday life. Exactly, a day in your everyday <laughs> life. So I just, I just absolutely loved it. So enough from me. I want to get into this now. So Yukira, why don't you tell me a okay. bit about your background, where you're from, what you, or just tell me what's your story. How do we begin? Oh, where do we begin? Well, I was born in Sweden. Sweden. I'm Swedish. Uh-huh. Uh, I lived in Japan for 12, 13 years, something mm-hmm. like that, since 2007. Mm. And um, I grew up in this really small town, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, it actually has uh, a lot of uh, uh, Christian influences in mm. this town because mm. we have a, a mausoleum and like really like big uh, monuments from like ages ago. Mm. So every year we have like tourists from around Europe coming uh, to visit this uh, Catholic kind of what do you say? It's not it's not like a palace, but it's like it's like a bigger church. Cathedral, cathedral that's it. Okay. A cathedral. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, and the town itself, it contains of only like 10,000 uh, inhabitants. So everybody knew everybody, basically. So it's very hard growing up in this little town being like queer and different. Yeah. As you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but despite that, like my childhood was quite nice because yeah. I was... It was like a very idyllic town, you mm. know, and and I didn't I didn't really feel like I didn't belong until I probably hit like middle school or something mm-hmm. like that when I started to get, gain more of a personality. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes per- yeah. it makes absolutely perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, I mean that 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 kind of hmm, things aren't quite in my world things aren't quite the same as everyone else's right. world. That happened a bit <laughs> earlier for me, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. And so in this, so there's this lo- really long, strong Catholic influence there, and there's this yeah. cathedral there. I mean, right. the pageantry, the draggery of it all. I mean, the Catholic right. Church is like yes. there's opulence. There's these, you know, the 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 beautiful gowns and the beautiful hats and all the jewels and everything. Yeah. I mean, it's quite wild, isn't it's it? Quite it's, wild. Did that have any influence on you at all? Do you think? Or um, unfortunately, there weren't so no. many people dressing up like that. Oh, right. I would have loved that. <laughs> it was more like you know, very demure, very like simple fashion. Oh, okay, so, so not popey then. No, it was not popey. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I hope my mum's watching this. She's a good Catholic. Oh, good, good. <laughs> Hi, mum. <Hi. laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Unfortunately, um, I, I was never influenced on clothes by fashion or anything like that mm-hmm. because everybody was dressed really, like, boring, mm. according to my book. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The person who probably influenced me by fashion must have been my grandmas. Yeah. They were both quite fashionable. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> you know, like old lady fashion. Yeah, and they and used to really dress in those they days. They used to well, really dress they? up. They put a lot of makeup and like have these fancy hats and the perms mm-hmm. and, you know, the bags mm-hmm. and gloves and all of that. Mm. And I love all of that. Mm. <laughs> so mm. I used to play like dress up in my grandma's closet when I was really little. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, Amazing. with my sister. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, me, we used to have a, uh, a dressing up box as well, which had my, oh. my grandma's old like, 
gowns and stuff yes. in it, like beautiful ones with like sequin bodices and tulle, you know, bottoms, and we just treated them like yeah. And now I think, God, <laughs> if I could just get my hands on those now, they were absolutely beautiful. Yeah, me and my brother used to dress up in those yeah. as well. Okay, well, I'll just, I'm going to ask you a, a, an odd question because yeah. it's a question that's very close to my heart. When did you get really tall? Oh, that's a very funny question. So I wasn't tall until maybe 16 or 17. Mm. I grew very late. I also hit puberty very late. Uh-huh. So I had this squeaky voice until like forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it took me a while, but when I finally grew, it took me like two weeks and I grew like 20 centimeters or something. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> I know that that influenced me greatly as well, being uh-huh. tall. Yeah. And, and my brother as well. It just, it marks you out. It does. something, right? Yeah. It, mar- it really does mark you out as something. How, did that influence you at all, getting really tall? It's no hiding it. Did I think, but in Sweden it's not. Of that course not. Tall. Yeah, you're you right. You know, it's not like, oh wow, who is this giant? It's, yes. it's more like, oh, well, he's a little bit above average. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's more about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't it. think so much about my tallness until I came to Japan, because here you're very aware of it, and you get aware of it all the time because mm. people tell you, oh, you're so tall. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So I hadn't thought about that. I remember when my brother used to go travelling and stuff. People would yeah. always think he was uh, from uh, Amsterdam or from oh, Holland yes. or something. Yes, yes, yes. Because uh, he was so tall as well. <laughs> okay, so tell tell me more. What happens next then? Sixteen, seventeen. You suddenly have this growth spurt. Things start happening. You start right. to realize in middle school that you're a bit different from the other folk yeah, around. Yeah, exactly. What, what happens next? So. Um, the thing is, I was quite oblivious up to middle school how the world was. <laughs> I, I was living in my little, little bubble. bubble of dreams, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> <Lovely. We> were <laughs> fairyland. Yeah. Uh, and everything was perfect. But then, like, I started to get bullied ah. heavily. So mm-hmm. that's when I started, like, oh, something is wrong here. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And I was heavily bullied for six years mm. uh, throughout uh, junior high school, especially. Mm-hmm. And after that, I started to experiment more with... Uh, who I am and mm-hmm. what I wanted to do and mm-hmm. like how I can change this to something positive or to you know I, I cannot continue to live like this mm-hmm. basically mm. so what I did was um, experimenting with looks and makeup oh, and, wow. and hairstyles and mm-hmm. clothes so to stand out even more from the crowd mm-hmm. because I was already standing out right mm-hmm. even in Sweden mm-hmm. because of the way I am and the way I act uh, before that I I try to be like everybody else. Like I try to be like I went to the gym. I try to get muscles. I try to be as masculine as possible. Mm-hmm. But after a while, I was like, no, this is not who I am. I no. don't want to be this person. Mm-hmm. So, I I decided to go the opposite way <laughs> instead mm. and be more radical and be more in people's face mm. and be more you know outrageous. Yeah. And because I did that and went that way, people started to like not fear me, but they think, oh, so this guy actually has some kind of purpose. It's not just some meekish bitch that we can bully around. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So it helped me a lot with my confidence as well. What helped you with your confidence? Uh, changing my looks. Changing and your looks yeah. and becoming really radically different. Exactly. Like. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, it's really interesting that is because like my brother's best friend when he was young had a similar experience as oh. far as I can as far as I know and he also did the same thing he grew his hair really really long yeah. he had this bag that he covered in babies heads oh great and he went to an all, yeah right <laughs> and he went to all he went to an all boys school and suddenly oh, he became wow. this kind of iconic figure at school right he became this kind yeah like he became revered to, so that like the hard guys liked him and knew him yeah you know the exactly. other people who were different or queer were obviously kind of attracted to him although uh -huh. it was under the radar in, yeah uh, in all oh that's school, very much my story as well yeah is it yeah okay. more or less yeah and um so i just wonder then so i, I mean i can see you, you speak about this bullying with absolutely no shame and no sense of being a, a victim at all um yeah because in the end of the day, when I look back at it now, yeah. if I wouldn't have gone through the bullying and all yeah. the bad times, it, I would never have discovered who I am, basically. Mm. So it's not only negative. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. Like, I don't want anybody to go through what I've been no, through. Absolutely, absolutely not. not. No. But it also helped me to realize who I am and what I have to do to protect myself and become a stronger person. Amazing. And how does that influence the way you are now, Yukiro? I think it influences me more or less every day and it also it definitely helps with my drag career. Mm -hmm. I'm a drag queen, as you yeah. know, yeah. So uh, I always take some influence from the past mm -hmm. and my past experience and try to put it into something positive mm. and mm. Uh, something that can entertain people on stage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you are so like wildly creative. <laughs> I, I just, I love being in just on the radar of your kind of world because oh. it's so, it's just so luscious and it's so expressive and it's so real. And it is like, it is a little fantasy world that oh, definitely. you're living. Yeah. Right? I mean, I would come often if I didn't love my sofa so very much. <laughs> Um, but um, what was I going to say? I just, I absolutely love that. And it reminds me, you know, nobody, being bullied is, a, is an awful, awful thing and nobody should. But recently I was listening to some stuff by uh, Gabo Mate. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He no. does a lot of stuff about childhood trauma and things oh, like that. Okay, cool. And, yeah. you know, sometimes when we get into that area mm -hmm. and start talking about trying to help people to get back, back on form after something like that. Right. You know, the, the interviewer asked Gabo Mate, um, well, doesn't it feel like you're blaming the victim? And he said, no, nobody is ever to blame for what happened to them, but it is their responsibility to heal or something along those lines. Mm. It was like... That sounds a bit harsh, though. But yes, I, I know. know. But yeah. so it's not your fault that no. that happened, but it is your responsibility to... Right. To, it's your responsibility to, to, to Do take something control. About it. I think it was in the, in the, in the context of addiction. Yeah. So it's like, it, 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 no, you are not to blame for that childhood trauma right. or your addiction. No. But you are responsible <clears throat> to do something take, about it. Exactly. Yeah. And, I, and this is exactly what I'm hearing from you. This is oh. like, this gives me context for that. It's yeah. Like, absolutely not to blame, but you right. took the responsibility and you're very clear that you don't, that, that's not something anybody should ever have to go through and you yeah. wish it on her and you no. wish you hadn't. But on the other hand, how would you say, what was the this super creative, super, very Yukiro, Yukiro <clears throat> emerged. I don't the, know, the tell thing me. Is, the thing is though, uh, let me uh, 
fill in a little bit about that. Like, yes. I was always super creative, even as a child. Yeah. I used to come up with all of these stories. I used to do plays for my siblings and cousins. Yeah. I used to be extremely creative. Yeah. But due to the bullying, there was a lot of years where I could not Just, be creative. I see. That I shut down completely. And uh, so I don't think necessarily there's a connection, but it I could understand. be. It could be, absolutely. Thank you for correcting that, yeah, by the way. Yeah. It's really important yeah, for people who important. are listening to understand that. Absolutely. It just, I guess by experimenting with my looks and also uh, doing some acting, singing and all of that creative stuff, it helped me to really like finding myself more than the bullying part, absolutely. It is the healing process that is very important. And it took me a long time, actually. It didn't just happen over a week no, or so. No, no. It took like years. Yeah. It took years. So, um, and during those years, if I hadn't been bullied, maybe I would have been a completely different person. Probably still creative, but not maybe creative in a more dark way, if yeah. that makes sense. Die schwarze Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So... I guess that that could have some connection, possibly. But then there are people who are also into that that's never been bullied, so yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Yeah. And, and it's, just, it's just really fascinating for me to try and put this picture puzzle together with the kind of, how can I say, like the kind of psychological and theoretical background that yeah. I bring to the table, but also my experiences. And, it's so funny listening to you saying, like, I used to do plays when I was a little. I was like, yep, me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two pence for, for entry. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I used to do, like, often. newspapers. I yeah. used to do, like, and give out to my neighbors, sell oh. for a small penny and stuff. Like, I did, I was so creative, like, yeah. crazy creative. Amazing. Probably more than I am now, maybe. I don't know. Well, that's, uh, that I find hard to believe. But, <laughs> 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 but what, what, so one thing I'm hearing in here, then, is almost like, what, what we're seeing now, the Yukiro that we see now, is almost like a return to that. It is. It Aha, totally is. Because is. now I'm dreaming, now I'm living my dream uh, that I had as a child, more or less. Yeah. Because I was always, always creating this dream world, uh -huh. right? And I was always pretending to be a celebrity when I was a kid. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> like, and now you literally are. I, I used to like have long speeches in my garden to uh -huh. nobody and pretending I was on TV or something. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and now you're on Sarah Faria's Legends interview oh. series. <laughs> it doesn't get any better it than this, It doesn't get any better. <laughs> <laughs> We're both living out our celebrity fantasies. Okay, so then what happens next then? So then you kind of, you find this and you start to dress up and then... Yeah. You say you've been in Japan for like 13 or 14 years. Exactly. But let's, did you go to university, by the way? Yes, I did to go to university here in Japan. Did you? Yeah. Because your, your Japanese is almost native level, right? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Um, I went to Oberyn Daigaku. It's in Kanagawa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I went there. Well, let, let me start from the beginning. So Please go ahead. I came to Japan because I'm very interested in visual K. So when I was in six... In what? Visual K. What's visual that? K. It's a music genre. What is it? It's like, um, do you know glam rock? Of course yes. you do. Glam rock. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like heavy influenced by Western glam rock. Okay. The Japanese uh, original genre yeah. of music. Amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. Uh-huh. And I discovered this when I was 16, 17, and it was also one of... Uh, of the healing process for me to discover this music genre that was typical for me that mm -hmm. I could relate to 
because uh, they all wear heavy makeup. It's almost like drag. Yeah. And uh, or like kiss makeup or something like that, you know. Uh, and they play music, which is really amazing as well. So it's more like doing a visual performance while you play music. And this was always something that that was really that I felt really connected to, mm. and also the reason why I came to Japan in the first place. So I wanted to pursue those dreams when I came here, and uh, to do that, I started off as、um, a student, of course. So I went to like a language school first,、mm-hmm. studying Japanese for one and a half year. Then I went to、uh, Semongako, like、uh, special education studies,、uh, where I translated. Uh, where, where I studied translation and interpretation、mm-hmm. between Japanese and English, and then because I couldn't get any job from there, I had to go to university and get a degree, <clears throat> which I didn't have already. So I had to go with、um, all of these twelve-year-old-looking Japanese people, <laughs> because they look like twelve when they're eighteen, yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I felt very isolated <laughs> at that time, but it was still funny because Japanese university is is not so strict. No. They're very loose. Yeah. So、uh, I have been taking some classes in the Swedish university as well, and those classes were really, really tough.、Mm-hmm. So I was expecting something like that, you know. But it was more like a, a free time to play around. <laughs> so I really liked those years. Yeah. <laughs> so compared to my classmates, I I graduated with top scores and like even without studying that much either. Even though all the the test and everything was in Japanese,、mm. so yeah. Do you、and、mind me asking what you studied? I studied、um, English education. English education. Yeah, to becoming an English teacher. Oh wow.、Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that is the easiest way for a foreigner to get a job here, as we all know. That was my entry point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because most、too. people entry <laughs> points. <laughs> But since、um, I'm not native English, I had to、uh, like have it on paper. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yes.、I'm、Because、sure. Japanese people don't know that Swedish people are more or less native in English already. Yeah. Because it's from a very young age, isn't it? Yeah. Well, actually, I'm very curious. What many many Northern European countries have that? Yeah. What's do you know the reason? Is it because BBC is popular there and stuff like that? No,、well? I don't think that's the reason at all.、No? I think that the pop culture is very much、uh, British or、uh, American. Right. So we get so much influence from from you guys. So basically, all the TV shows are in English. Yeah. All the radio, all that is in English. So、mm-hmm. all the pop culture is in is in English. So and even Swedish artists, they write music in English. Ah、uh, yeah. Yeah, like the lyrics are all in English. So yeah, yeah. we we have it from a quite early age. <laughs> I would say. Yeah, and I was listening to an interview with Robin yesterday, and of course、oh, we、yeah. started talking about Abba as well. But let's. Oh, did you see her on RuPaul's Drag Race? I did. Yes. So it was actually. She didn't get to say much. I was a little bit like, hmm. Yeah. She's like, she said something in Swedish though. Oh, oh I, don't I, don't fuck it up. Don't. Yeah. I don't know. You tell me because I don't. No, it was something like less、um, less harsh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because don't fuck it up is pretty like. Yeah. <laughs> it was like something more like、um, make sure you don't make any mistakes, something like、oh, that. Yeah. So sweet. Yeah. So that's that's exactly what I was L- listening quite to. Quite a different. <laughs> different nuance. Oh, you're so sweet. I'm so harsh. <laughs>、uh, it's funny. I had a I had a call with somebody this morning. They said I was a bit I was a bit afraid of of of, of talking to you because I thought you were quite and I thought she's going to say aggressive and she went aggressive <laughs> and I was like, I am. You are aggressive. <laughs> you should bit, be. Yeah, a <laughs> little bit. And I was like, I, I was really proud of myself because instead of being like, oh, I need to be softer, I was like, yeah. 
good. This is helping my clients to find me. So yeah, anyway, but I'm, I'm sweet as well, so. You are, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a good heart and I know that. It, you know, you become invincible when you like yourself. Do you like yourself? I like myself. Evidence? Yeah. Evidence? Don't you think you become almost invincible when you, you do. like yourself? You do. You know that even when you make mistakes or if you're a bit harsh mm -hmm. or whatever, you know it can, not that it comes from a good place, that, yeah. but that your heart is true even if you have a, uh, I don't know. And you can take criticism better and things like that. Yeah. Like, I did my eyebrows today in the mirror. Yeah. And I was like, before that I was feeling like shit. But then I was oh. like, oh, I like myself now. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and very well, and it's so funny because like my hair is so wild at the moment because it's like growing out. I love it. And uh, I was like, Kyle's going to keep trying to put bits back in place, but it's just not going to ah. happen today. I knew it wasn't going to happen. Okay, awesome. So then, so you did that university, you studied yeah. here. Um, and then I finally got a job. Yes. As an IT um, database God knows what. So that's bringing all your stuff together here. Like, so that's bringing your language skills. Now, are you a gamer? I am a gamer, yeah. I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. So... Because you look like a... You oh, really? Look like, of course you do. You look really? like a, 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 a... No, you look like a, a character from a game. Oh, Like, yes. that, that's how you present to me. Oh, thank like, you. I mean, we're yeah, in exactly that's the right a huge place. compliment. Of like, course. I'm heavily influenced by um, cosplay and yes. video games as well. And that's quite draggy yeah. in a way as well. Yeah, it's very it? draggy. And it's also very close to Visual K as well. Visual K. Visual okay. K, yeah. Uh, so... Uh, what I didn't tell you is that through my hard times when I was bullying, yeah. I was more or less inside playing video games all the time, mm -hmm. all days. Mm -hmm. So that helped me to not think so much about school and uh, about the real world because there I could still uh, connect with my fancy world that I love, right? Yeah. So I could still like be devoured into this world. Amazing. And go through some kind of escapism, like... So TV games helped me a lot, and that's probably why I still love them today. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. though there hasn't been a good game since 20 years ago. <laughs> Controversial. Controversial. <laughs> <laughs> one, of my, one of my jobs was working with the people from one of the game... Oh, uh, are you a gamer? No, I'm no. not a gamer at all. Yeah, that no, would no, surprise like, me. No, no, like, <laughs> my concentration I know you, fun. like, yeah, you used to like, well, at least. Yeah, well, because you and I bonded over Ultimation. We did, yeah. I, My favorite I, no. character, truly like queen of, yeah, queen of oh no, all, every dimension there ever was. I mean, I can remember being in like <laughs> queen of every dimension there ever was. Oh As ah. life goes, <laughs> queen of every dimension. <laughs> we are the queens of every dimension. Definitely. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> No, so not a gamer. <laughs> no, no. Just, I can't concentrate on it. Just like, yeah. not even for like, like one minute. Like yeah, yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog. And my brother loved it. Yeah. He loved, he had his Nintendo. Yeah. Um, and friends at university did as well. But I was just, I just wanted to have a chat. Mm, you know? mm. Believe it or not, I'm not a social person. <laughs> no, I, no, I can, yeah, I you can, can well tell. imagine that. Yeah. No, but I'm not. There's, but I want to make a really, really big, clear distinction here as well, because I think that people sometimes mix up introversion, and I think, is that what you're talking about? Introversion, With yeah. With not being social or out there, or right. like, you live your fantasy, and your, part of your fantasy is being... Extroverted. 
Yeah. yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that's part of my fancy. Oh, is it? Okay, that's interesting. Go on, say more. <laughs> okay, so I am basically like an introvert. Yeah. Uh, but um, I want to be an extrovert. Interesting. <laughs> because I... I like talking to people yeah. and I like talking to you. Yeah. And I like to, especially talking to people who have similar interests and similar things in common, yeah. right? But it's sometimes hard for me. It's a mental struggle to get yeah. there. So that's also why I created the drag persona to be more extroverted. Such a well-worn yeah. tone and uh, I absolutely love it. And, and being introverted doesn't mean that you're not social. It exactly. means you need a lot of recovery time, actually. Yeah. So that oh, time alone absolutely. with a book... Yes. Being on your own yeah. like after doing your gigs yeah. or whatever. Is absolutely. That That's absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. Like I cannot just go home from a party and go right to bed. I need time to like, you know, be by myself. Yeah. Like watch a movie, shake my meals, play a little bit of a game or yeah. something, like relax before I can just like shut down. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So that's a beautiful description of an introvert there. And a yeah. so, uh, I don't know whether we, you would call it a social introvert, but it's just... And also, yeah. just because you're an introvert doesn't mean that you're... Some of the greatest performers and some of the greatest Absolutely. presentations I've ever seen are by people who are super introverted. Yeah. It doesn't mean you don't have that capability or that somebody who's extroverted like myself is any better at that. No, absolutely it not. It just means that I'm energized by being around people that I'm a different kind of extrovert <laughs> because it all goes out and I have to energize like an introvert. Oh, So I need yeah. swathes and swathes of time on my own because yeah. you can probably see it's all going out yeah. and everything's <laughs> all coming in as well. So, um, And you know, Neil, he's also an introvert. Absolutely. Like... He's very social when you meet him, yeah. but he also needs a lot of time by himself yeah. all the time. Like. I think Neil and I are quite similar, I actually. think you might be, I yeah. Think we, I, I think he's probably a similar kind of Myers-Briggs type or like, you know, uh, yeah. uh, psychometric type as I am. I can see it. I can see probably, that probably. If, I hadn't, if I hadn't been beaten with the corporate stick, which, <laughs> which I took very willingly, by the way. Okay. <laughs> What oh. was that all about? <laughs> <laughs> Beaten with the corporate stick. Oh, there's another scene we could do in our film. <laughs> no, but like, I just had to... No I, no, I wasn't beaten with the corporate stick. What I mean is, I love working in corporate settings because oh. I love the complexity and I love people and yes, I love yes, those yes. layers underneath people because underneath, more or less everybody is a you and a me. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm just really interested in that and the complexity that happens around it and the... The amount of tatemai, tatemai the, right, yeah. which mm. means all the, the walls layers. We, we build in front of yes, us. Yes, yeah. all the layers that we yeah. build in front of us in order to <clears throat> protect us. To protect us, but also to to fit into the society. Fit into society. To also, I think I can put a positive spin on this: is that you can just yeah. create a level playing field when you're in groups. Oh, kind of thing. Is that like a social layer, or what yeah, would you call it? Yeah, something like that. I would say it's like manners, basically. It's yeah. Like you're, you're an introvert. I'm an extrovert. Mm -hmm. In order that we aren't total arseholes towards each other, <laughs> we have manners, we have tatemai, we oh, have absolutely. set pieces oh, so right. that we can, yeah. you don't sit in the corner. Like, I don't go, hi, how are you? And you go, get away from me, I'm an introvert. You know, like, <laughs> or, you know, so that I don't overwhelm you with yeah, my being yeah, too yeah. big or, you know. Right. And so there's these social mores, I sometimes think are in place. And then I just book them anyway. So, <laughs> and so do you. Yeah, <laughs> so of uh, anyway, I, I can't remember what's going. Oh yeah, beaten by the corporate stick. Oh. Oh, you turned it round on me, Oprah. Well done. No, it's because I love what I was working in corporate training. So oh. I kind of tr that was my transition out of 
teaching English okay. in Japan 15 yeah, yeah, yeah. years ago oh, wow. was into corporate training. And so there I had to learn how to be professional. This was in Japan? Yes. Yeah. And how to be professional and how to fit a certain mold in order that I could do my job properly. Oh. And I, but I didn't mind. But then once I'd become experienced enough in that field. Was it then, like a school or was it like no, a. No, no. I, w- I would go into companies like. Companies. Big, and uh, think of the top five tech company I was probably right. in there. Yeah. Doing kind of corporate training. Workshops and. and workshops, one to ones, coaching, oh, helping I see. people in their cross cultural stuff. Oh, nice. All that kind of stuff. But in order for me to be able but to. But all connect, in English or did you do it all in, in English? In Japanese too? No. no, I don't speak Japanese well yeah. enough to do that. And still, I only work in English. Oh, right. So, um, so in order to, to meet the needs of my clients, mm-hmm. I had to be not too big. Exactly. Until, <laughs> until I got good enough to start to express myself more. And as soon as I quit oh. working full time uh-huh. and started my own company, yeah. I was able to become more and more and more of myself. Oh, I hear you on that point. Isn't it lovely? Yeah, it's amazing. Sorry, I've hijacked the interview here. No, Back absolutely. to you, my guest. No, no. <laughs> That's so funny that you say that because I was talking to Cal just yeah. now about like being a, a, your own person, like not working full time is helping you to develop. Like, yeah. like I was saying, I probably wouldn't have found my boyfriend yeah. if I was working full time. Mm-hmm. But now since I work like half time or I can decide my own schedule, which is so nice, then I can I can spend more time on what is really important in life. Yeah. If that makes sense. It makes perfect yeah. sense. And I think you have a bit more leeway when you're a freelancer as well. Or oh, when you're definitely. working part-time. Because yeah. people purchase your skills. And mm-hmm. I think from my own personal perspective as well, yeah. I'm better. Like, you shouldn't have to sit with me every day. It's a lot. <laughs> right? But right. if I come in... Yeah, that's okay. Like if I yeah. pop in every now and then, it's fine. Yeah. And the same for me. Like I, I don't want to sit with anybody every, all day. No, every day. of course. Even my husband. It'll be tedious. Yeah, like. tedious and also just like horrific. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> but for, for many people, it works well. My husband likes to rock up to the same place every day and get his salary. That's his. That's yeah. his way. Yeah. And he's a, and he and but he also likes my eccentricity. So this mm-hmm. is a nice balance. Oh, and that's probably great. The same for you and your boyfriend as well. No, because he's also a freelancer. Yeah. So, so we can like, but we don't meet every day. We meet like once or twice a week. Yeah. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Like it works really well for us. I think. Gorgeous. Yeah. Because I need my time for myself, mm-hmm. and maybe he is the same. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah if we were if we were living together and seeing each other every day, I think we will have much more fights and much more like you know unnecessary things would happen in our yeah. relationship that we don't really want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. I mean, I don't know. I'm just that kind of person, I guess. I need variety in my life. Mm-hmm. Like I, I definitely do. Like I hate doing the same thing every day. It would kill me. And it did almost did kill me. Like, okay, so back to the story. Yeah. I went to the IT company for one and a half years. Yeah. It was probably one year too much. <laughs> so I, the first five, six months were okay. I liked it because I never worked in a company before, right? Mm-hmm. And it was really the salary man, like, kind of dream. I got a, a big salary. I could finally buy what I wanted. Amazing. I could buy these dresses that I always wanted. And I could buy the wigs that I always wanted and stuff like that. And but at the same time, I didn't have any free time, right? And it was a hell of a shift because we we worked daytime and nighttime, um, interrupting each other. Oh yeah, because with IT it has to be twenty four seven, right? 
So um, yeah, we we were we had to be like online or take phone calls twenty four hours, which was really annoying. So once you had a daytime shift, the next day you had a nighttime shift. You started nighttime and then worked until morning, like eighteen or twenty hours or something. Mm. And then the next time you, you had a, you had that afternoon off, and then you worked daytime again. So it's like it really fucked up your daily rhythm, mm -hmm. <laughs> which for me was fine in the beginning because I didn't really have a daily rhythm, but. After a while, it really started getting to you, mm. and also uh, the work mentality well, was really getting to me, mm. because everybody took their job so seriously, yeah. and you probably know that <laughs> since you worked in Japanese companies, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and there was so much unnecessary fighting, there was so much unnecessary gossiping, there was so much unnecessary bullying in the company. Yeah. <clears throat> I was not bullied in the company, but... I knew that like there was one girl. It was only one girl in our section, and she was heavily bullied by all the guys, mm -hmm. which is like fucking retarded. And I hated that so much, and I felt so bad for her. And I couldn't come out as gay because then probably people started, you know. Oh no, that would have yeah. been scandalous. It was scandalous. Yes. So I kept my sexuality hidden. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. But yeah. It's so funny, like, Japanese people don't realize right away that you're gay unless you say it out to them. Mm -hmm. They might assume, but they don't want to go there unless you... Yeah. Yeah, which is nice, but it's yeah. also, like, a lot of bigotry, if you ask me. Like, yeah, I yeah. Know, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. Because it's not really okay to be gay in this country, more or less. Not in the work atmosphere, at least. Yeah. Yeah. So, after a while, I started to become depressed working there, yeah. heavily depressed, mm. on the verge of suicide almost. Oh like, it goodness. was that bad. And then I had a night out with one of my, one friend that I don't meet that often. Mm -hmm. But uh, he actually, like, um, took me out drinking and we were talking about my situation in life. And I tried to keep it... I, I'm quite proud, so I, I wasn't... I didn't want to, you know, burden him with my problems. I didn't want to burn anyone. Yeah. Not even my closest friends knew, probably. Mm -hmm. So you could tell that I was... I had a hit the wall like quite a long time ago and I was like on the verge of overwork and yeah on the verge of suicide almost so he helped me he he had a big talk and I broke down and like you know it was all in tears and we we shared bottles of the bottle of the bottle <laughs> and then after that night something happened so I was like I I left my like paper to my boss like the day the week after saying oh, like wow. I, I cannot work here anymore. And that was just before I was supposed to get my first promotion. And where my job would would get better. Uh, I was also teaching English to everybody in my company uh, as a side job. Mm -hmm. It was not one of my work. Yet. They just did it because I was the only foreigner. Um, <clears throat> and I didn't get any money from that. But... They wanted me to do that so that in the future I could be their English teacher, right? Uh, so that was the deal. And I was just about to get that promotion to become an English teacher and not have to work full-time with uh, the database and the IT phone service and whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so just before I got that, I, I leave my, my resigned papers. And I don't regret it. I, I never look back. Either way, so after overcoming that hurdle in my life, which was really like, it was, I was depressed. It was the first and only time I was depressed in Japan. Like, I was depressed in Sweden all the time, but that was probably the only time. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so my depression when I moved to Japan completely like disappeared. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, until that point. So then I started to work as a um, kindergarten teacher mm-hmm. <laughs> or like preschool teacher. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, uh, that, that was fun because I got a lot of energy from the children. The yeah. children was great. But then again, the, the Japanese system got to me after a while, right? <laughs> because all the teachers uh, that was Japanese, they love spreading rumors and they love like, talking shit behind people's back and, oh. and gossiping. And it was like, I'm not here for this. Like, I just want to do my job, go home and live my life. You know? mm-hmm. I, I, don't want to, I don't want to deal with all of this bullshit. So after two years at that, I quit that job and I became freelance. Yes. No, first I started working in a model agency as a, oh. as a what would you say, like um, a caster. Okay. Yeah, so I, w- I was like, I was one of the staff working for the model agency. I've been doing baitos as a model the whole time. Uh, I forgot to say that. <laughs> You've been doing but what you <clears throat> part-time modeling. Part-time modeling, yeah. Okay, this this is interesting because like I just so oh god, I mean you are so radically beautiful mm. that like and also because you can th- and, and because also another coincidence being that my friend and previous legend on this series oh, yeah. is your yoga teacher, is that right? Oh yes, that's right. Okay. Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah. So like you are <laughs> In, in, you keep yourself in, like you're such a pro. You keep yourself in incredible shape. It's not true, isn't it? <laughs> I am quite unhealthy, actually. <laughs> okay, uh, but okay. So let let me put it this way. Okay. Some recent photographs you posted from a a, a shoot that you've done. It looked like for a, a, a magazine or something like that. Oh, yeah. Like where it looks like there's white paint being thrown around. And stuff. Oh Is that yes, recent? No, it's not recent. Oh, is that quite a no, while ago? It's like four years ago. Gorgeous. Or something. I love those photos. There's, there's so many of them. Yeah, thank yeah. you, thank you. Yeah, but then re- very recently you were in like a purple cat suit or something like that, and it was on the steps. Yeah. And again, it's just yeah. like that was how recent. you put yourself into shape uh, like that. <laughs> it's just like man, this 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 person is is dedicated and devoted to this craft <laughs> in a way that like that photo shoots uh, came about because of hatred. <laughs> Say again. It came about because I was having a shitty night. Like Uh. it was my first ball, and every every judges hated me. They was like thirty seconds on the station, like next, more more or less like that. Okay. And they chose this like you know, uh, normal basic looking Japanese girl over me, and I was like, okay, if this is what you want. I'm going this way <laughs> and doing my thing. And I left the place and I took my friend up and like, at least let's get some gorgeous photos before we leave. <laughs> so she found these stairs, right? And she took all of those photos of me. Yeah. And then we just went by. <laughs> what, did you, what did you learn? What was your takeaway from that ball experience? <sighs> that I, I don't fit in in that kind of circle, I guess. Okay, what are they looking for there, <laughs> do you think? No, I thought it was going to be more like a drag thing, but it was more like a dance thing. So you ah. have to be very skilled at dancing and voguing, which I'm not. Okay. Yeah, and you have to be able to do all of these tricks and all of these like... Okay. Right. And, I mean, everybody was a professional dancer for like 10 plus years. Okay. Yeah. I see. And I was not. Okay. And the thing is, 
I was uh, competing in the category face. So I had my drag daughter, which we will talk about soon. Yeah. Uh, she painted my face gorgeously. Like, I had a gorgeous makeup, right? And she was competing in it too, and she had like this amazing makeup. So we both competed in the face challenge, but they said, oh no, we hate your face, more or less. <laughs> because they wanted something, somebody that looked, was naturally more beauty, real. more real. Yeah. And everything was about realness. I see. And I was painted up in drag, and I, I brought like 10 drag outfits. So I was naturally not doing the right thing. Uh, and I was I not pleasing the judges. Right. Okay, so, so we've just used an awful lot of high context terminology there. So I Absolutely. think we'll be like, <laughs> that like, many people watching this will probably be like, what was that? Right, right, right. So I think what we should do now then is kind of transition into this. Because this, does this kind of start to bring us up to where, we, where you are now? Oh, like yes. When did you start doing your drag career? It, when did you start really taking drag seriously in, okay. in Tokyo? Because obviously you've told us you were more or less doing it from when you were young and yeah. stuff like that. But like, when did it start to become more of a... And then I'm going to get you to talk about the terminology yeah. and, and some of that. And I will kind of... If, it, if it's too high context from you... I will make it digestible to a more... Absolutely. Of yeah, just stop me like, and say, oh, what does this mean? Yeah, and, and sure. Like, explain this expression. So let's just yeah. get the drag. Most people know what drag is. It is... How do you describe drag, by the uh, way? I would describe drag as exaggerated female impersonation. Exaggerated female pers impersonation. There's a drag okay. queen. There's yes. also drag king. And it also, like, uh, drag that are um, non-binary. Okay. Which is, which is very cool, too. Yeah. Yeah, but I, what I do is drag queen. Yeah. So for me, it's uh, exaggerated female-looking impersonations. Gorgeous. Yeah. Okay, so um, when did you start doing drag seriously in Japan, then in Tokyo? I started seriously doing a drag show mm -hmm. uh, in 2012. Mm -hmm. And uh, I start, I, I've been in the goth and underground circles here. For a long time, yeah. so I started off that way. Yeah, right? so that's almost almost drag anyway, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is drag, Gosh. more or less. But the thing is, uh, I didn't think that I could um, have some kind of career in drag mm -hmm. back then. But it was basically because of RuPaul's Drag Race uh, that I loved uh -huh. from season one. Yeah, um, <clears throat> that inspired me to actually like take. I I always did like female impersonation. Uh, by looks, mm -hmm. but not as a performer, not like a lip sync uh, or mm -hmm. a dancer or something. Mm -hmm. uh, so I thought after season four that, oh, I can do this. So I like took my thing. Sharon Needles. Sharon Needles, exactly. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Who didn't come? Who didn't come? Oh! <laughs> what the fuck? What the freakiest <laughs> fuck? She owes Tokyo a big excuse for this, like, seriously. My if you're idol, watching this needles. If you're watching this needles, we want <laughs> the reason I bought the ticket was because of you. <laughs> the reason I started drag was because of you. <laughs> Why? Why didn't you come to Tokyo? I'm the Tony Soprano of Tokyo, and you're in trouble, needles. <laughs> yeah. Um, needles, son. Um, what was I going to say? <laughs> yeah. So it was because of Sharon Needles yeah. that I started to oh. take my drag up to the stages. It took me ages to get her name. Oh, yeah? Oh, you, you realise it now? Yeah. No, no, no. I, I got it now. Oh, okay. Sharon Needles. Right, yes. I, Sharon like, Needles. I was just like, oh, yes, yeah, Sharon Needles. And Sharon then one Needles. day I was like, oh, Sharon Needles. Oh, my gosh. Sharon Needles. 
Let's do it. <laughs> don't, don't do it. <laughs> Bad, don't do it. Uh, no, we won't do it. Don't, don't do it, kids. This is your PSA. But I just thought that was brilliant. I was like, oh my God, that's what her name is. Amazing. It took you a while. <laughs> it, did, it took me, I think, probably three years before I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, anyway. So, anyway, go ahead. So, so that's how I started my, my drag career uh -huh. in 2012. Yeah. And so that's when you first started getting paid for it or tipped for it? No, the first gigs I did without pay or without yeah, anything, sure. just to create a name Normal. for it. Yeah. yeah. And um, <clears throat> I also did a lot of volunteer works mm -hmm. uh, in drag. Yeah. Uh, uh, I've been connected with Tokyo Rainbow Pride for a long time. Uh huh. Yeah, so they actually booked me on stage for three years mm -hmm. to do my Die Schwarze Frau show mm -hmm. between, I think, 2000. 12 to 2014 mm -hmm. I was on the big stage in Yoga with Koen. Amazing. Yeah, and I might do another show this year mm -hmm. to be honest, but who knows uh, <clears throat> So yeah, and uh, my career was not blossoming because you know nobody knew about drag in Tokyo until much later the the queens who were established here were very um, close, close community, community. Say, like, yeah, I was going to drag shows in the late 2000s yeah. 2008, 9. Oh, cool. Here. Yeah. yeah. So, but yes, no, I've I can seen, see. I've seen drag shows here yeah. way before, of course. Yeah. yeah. But but it was a different to, maybe different. RuPaul's Drag Race made it more accessible. Tell me where I'm wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like, it, I used to don't like drag queens before okay. RuPaul's Drag Race, okay. which is a very, like, bad things to say. Like, I've had bad experience and also the imagery of drag queens has been really bad throughout the ages, oh, I guess, okay. in social media and, and pop culture and also uh, TV shows and news and oh. stuff like that. They're always being portrayed really bad with media. Oh, really? Well, as, at least in the 90s when I grew up, mm -hmm. there was like never a good uh, portrayal of a drag queen with a, or a gay person on TV or social media or anything like that. A at least in through Sweden, my community. Uh, yeah, in Sweden maybe. Okay. Yeah. And the only drag queen I know when I grew up was um, a Swedish legendary drag queen who I like today. Mm -hmm. uh, they called After Dark. And After they've, Dark. They've been around since the 70s uh -huh. and the same person still doing it. <laughs> Amazing, right? Yeah. So they were sometimes on TV mm -hmm. but they only did like uh, really like campy drag. Okay. Yeah. And not so much artistic drag, if that makes sense. Okay, now, now I remember like in the late, mid to they late They usually 90s. did like uh, parodies of Swedish pop singers and okay. stuff like that, which I love. Yeah. I like that, but it's not really calling my call, sure. really, even sure. though I like that. Yeah. Um, where am I going with this? I'm going with this to say that Besides that, it was never a good portrayal of a drag queen mm -hmm. on Swedish TV or media mm -hmm. when I grew up. Yeah. So my and image then you of drag queen. And you have very close yeah. society here in Tokyo. And right. then, what yeah. happens next? What happens next is the RuPaul shows me a whole nother uh, world of drag queens, yeah. the American drag culture, yeah. which I was not familiar with, mm -hmm. and which seems very nice and very like, I don't know, because the, the good thing about RuPaul's drag queens is that you can see how they are outside of drag, right? Right, yes, you can <clears> see so their boys. So you get to yeah. know who they really are, and mm -hmm. not just this facade that they yeah. keep on. Um, so I was really relating to that, mm -hmm. I guess, and that's how um, my drag career started. 
before I wanted to be a, a singer and I wanted to be like um, a Visual K performer, right? Oh. So I was trying to pursue that for years. I had a Visual K band called Dravarius. That's why I, I am Yukir Dravarius oh. um, for a very, very short time. <laughs> and um, right, so uh, after that, I when that career ended, I wanted to like start a new band and I tried other bands, right? And I worked with other Japanese visual K artists and stuff like that, but it all went like down. It it ended before it started, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, all those projects, and uh, then drag came, and I was like, hmm, maybe I should try this for a while and see how that goes, because the songs I use in my shows and the, the like the the aesthetic I have is quite different from what I've seen in Japan, mm -hmm. and also what I've seen on RuPaul's Drag Race. So I think, oh, if if I go with this, maybe I can make a name for myself. Or maybe I can do something, you know. Mm -hmm. So that kind of worked for me a lot. Yeah, that's how I started. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. So that was seven years ago, eight years ago now. Mm -hmm. And so, so what I want to hear a bit more about, so you've evolved, 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 evolved to this kind of enormous drag persona that you have now <laughs> with this fabulous makeup, and it is really professional Thank the way you. that you look. Thank you. So there's a few things we just talked about there. So... Um, yeah. Let's. Let, uh, we'll come back to balls, but I will. Yeah. I, I. I wanted to ask you, like, so you're called Dishvatsafal. Dishvatsafal. Yeah. Dishvatsafal. Actually, I started in 2011. I was lying to you. It's my ninth year. Amazing. <laughs> I've got. I've, I've got a note here to say. Stop saying amazing, and I keep saying it. Oh. So I'm gonna try okay. and just try and use something else. <laughs> say fabulous. Uh, fabulous. That's my uh, okay. Better. Or terrific. <laughs> So, Dishvatapar is your what you call the drag name. Yeah. So that's the that's the name that people give to their drag persona, right? Exactly. And then you also have the House of Schwartz. House you, of Schwartz. Yeah? yeah. And you are the mother of the House of Schwartz. I am the so mother of the me, House of Schwartz. What is a house? A house is um, kind of like a family, a drag family that yeah. does drag together and that has the same kind of. I wouldn't say aesthetic, but at least the same kind of, uh, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, passion yeah. for, for the art form yeah. and that you connect really well with. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not that you all look the same, but no. there's some kind of golden thread that runs through all of your yeah. kind of values. Your some drag houses aesthetic. all look the same. same. Like yeah. there, there are, especially in America, like... Kennedy, uh, uh, yeah. Davenport, Davenport, sorry, the House of Davenport. And stuff they're all like dancers, they're all pageants, yeah. they're all like yeah. that. Yeah. But I, th well, the house situation in, in Japan is very recent. It hasn't been a year yet. Mm -hmm. So it's very new to me too. Oh. So right. you, you're, you've only had your family for a year? Not even that. Ooh, a few months. Thank you. <laughs> you love her. Yes. How are you sleeping? No, ah, the thing is, I have had drag children in the past, but I haven't called them drag children. Right. You've yeah. just got that terminology now. Yeah. So it's like an apprentice almost, or somebody Absolutely. you take under your wind, yeah. or disciple. senpai call high. Yeah. Disciple? Yeah. Like that. A drag disciple. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Good. And so, like, so I first learned about these, like, houses mm -hmm. and uh, the fa drag families and the way that these kind of hierarchies 
work from yeah. the film Paris is Burning. Yes, me too, me too. And um, so if, if, if you want to see something about the drag scene, I would <gasps> highly recommend the film Paris yes. is Burning, which it's is one of my go-tos, like, gorgeous. just when I I'm just it. kind of... And there is also the ball scene very well portrayed, right? The ball scene. So, yeah. this is, so these balls, I'm going to try and explain this in the best way that I can here, really yeah. simply is, it's basically like a catwalk. Yes. for queer people to show off and live their fantasy out in front of people right. and it's absolutely fantastic and I absolutely love it because it is basically like and there's all these different categories so you yeah. said about face yeah the face is all, all about looking beautiful yeah. and then and then serving face to say serving face <laughs> so that's how you have to portray your face in good gestures and like appeal mm -hmm. to the judges <laughs> and P.S. Yeah. Um, Madonna found Vogue through this, right? Yes, she did. So she um, took the Vogue from the drag queens or the the, the ball culture. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, so. And Lady Gaga too. Uh, uh, right. Yeah. I saw you posted about Lady Gaga recently as well. Yes. That's, uh, she's another <clears throat> wild drag queen, I suppose. She is. And um, so, so that voguing is that that um, form of dancing which I'm not even going to try Well, I am trying a little bit to, but it, it's all about posing, right? And really over. Okay. Yeah, it's like a lot of arm and, and yeah. leg movements. And you have to, it's basically a dramatic walk to the music, but you also have to like do some fierce poses while you walk mm -hmm. and twirls and spins and jumps and whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's really remarkable. And that film it, is well worth is. a watch. And yeah. it's, it's the kind of, that that scene and then of course the 50 years prior to that where it was super super underground or like right. hundreds of years yeah. prior to that, that it's been know, around forever more or less uh the drag ancestors come from <laughs> um you will notice a lot of the the vernacular that's actually found its way into mainstream culture now yeah. comes from there has its genesis yeah. in that scene or in the scenes prior to that it's true yeah and yeah. I think probably the most popular one that everybody knows is Yes. <laughs> oh gosh, are straight people saying that now? All the time. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, people like to Jesus. me. <laughs> uh, I try not to use it, but it's sometimes hard. Though, it's isn't hard. It? It's so yeah. it's it's a it's a knee jerk. But hey, you know this is this nasal is horrible sound that we disgustingly yeah. hate, and still we use it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so. Um, yeah, so so that's found its way into the modern vernacular, as as have many other things as well. Yeah. So and um, a lot of fashions are also inspired. Uh, fashion designers are inspired by those days, and you know the creations that was shown mm -hmm. in those catwalks. Yeah. 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 And so that's that's essentially what it was, and that's what I think. I mean, we were talking at the very beginning of this about like living in our fantasy bubble and living yeah. our fantasies out, yes. and that's exactly <laughs> what that scene is all about, isn't it? Oh. And yes. then you were talking about the balls and how, like, voguing's not your strong suit, is no, that it's right? No, it's not, it's not, it's uh not. -huh. Yeah, no, I'm not a Vogue <laughs> queen. <laughs> My daughter is a Vogue queen, uh -huh. Stephanie St. Schlatt. Oh. See, she's, <laughs> she's a wild one. Oh, speaking of her, she actually designed uh, the flyer for my next upcoming event. Oh my god, I absolutely love this. Yes, so I'm also a, a nightclub organizer. And this is supposed to be me, and this is my uh, partner in crime, Belgium Solanes from Osaka. She's also very fabulous. Do you know her? Anyway, so this uh, new event is going to be called Viral Succubus Nacht. And it's uh, produced by the House of Schwarz. Mm -hmm. And uh, as 
Belgium Solanus, which is also more or less drag family for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's been doing drag longer than I have in Osaka, and she's a great inspiration. Uh, she o- she's also an artsy queen, so she does not the stereotypical drag. She mm-hmm. does more like um, subcultural, um, what do you say, inspired shows, mm-hmm. uh, and like she. All of her shows are magical. You must see her at some point. Okay. <laughs> maybe at this event. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. 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 Unless I'm in Bali, but it just depends. Oh, yeah. So, um, how many people are in your drag family? Uh, there's four people right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some coming in and out of the house. Um, I don't know. Like Now there's uh, Lehorla, Angel Hearts, and Stephanie St. Slot mm-hmm. and me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm intrigued by who, who is, is it Julie? Your makeup is horrible. Yes. Is she just one of your mates? She's just one she's of my a, mates. Yeah. She's not part of the house. No. We hate each other and we love each other. Okay. She's my nemesis. Yes. And we are are uh, making uh, this Denanoma together. Ah. So we are in the same band now. Uh huh. So I love her as my uh, evil sister. Yes. And she's also very, very good with makeup and uh, everything. She's a fabulous drag queen. And what's good uh, and funny about her is that she is a bio queen, meaning that she's not... Biologically. She's biologically female, Mm -hmm. uh, but she does an extravagant version of femininity Mm -hmm. through drag that she wouldn't be able to do outside of this scene. Yeah, because she'd look... People would be like... Yeah, mad. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yeah, she's amazing. I love her. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, I am really, really, like, taken by her. Yeah. Her humor, the way that you bounce off one another. Oh, right. Her makeup. Yes. The whole, just the whole, you know, people talk about the drag fantasy, and that's what I, I, like, I love the fantasy I love creating the fantasy. <laughs> not, not, but I, yes. not I love creating. I love watching the fantasy being created. And I create my mm. own fantasy, but it's a different kind of fantasy. It's the fantasy yeah. where I have now designated myself the CEO of looking at the sky. That's my job. <laughs> my job is to check the sky every day and oh, cool. walk to the beach and check the sky. That's but and, and I live my fantasy. That's, you do, you do. That's your fantasy. It's, it's we all have our fantasies <laughs> that we live. <laughs> and my other fantasy is that, like, well, Kyle and I are living our fantasy as well, aren't we, darling? <laughs> I'm sure you are. I think everybody's living their fantasy at some point. Like, you are absolutely you have right. To. You it's, have to. I, it's, it take, do take courage. We talked yeah. about this in our in our conversation together in the last Legends interview, where it's mm-hmm. like it do ta- it does it take does courage take courage to go. I want to I want to be a talk show host. Yeah, and there's that voice that goes, "Who the hell are you to do? Who do you right. think you are? Yeah, who that? She's not very professional. She's not very polished. You know, whatever it yeah. is, and, but Re- do it anyway." RuPaul talks a lot about that. Your inner saboteur, right? Oh. <laughs> and we all have them, and yeah. they all keep on telling us these bad things yeah. that we don't need in life. Yeah. Like, who are you? Why, why are you putting on makeup? You look like shit. Like, why are you going out? Why don't you stay home? Like, yeah. That kind of thing, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, we all have those voices. But the thing is, we have to learn how to deal with them. Yeah. And it's not easy. And that takes courage. It does take courage and it takes commitment. And that's part of the reason why I have a job as a coach. Actually. Yeah. That's my whole and thing. And a lot is... of people need that such coach. Exactly. Yeah. But I think... But the reason why I want to do these these interviews as well is because... Like people get so fixated on their stories and on stereotypes. Mm-hmm. And I want to show people all the different 
ways to lead yes. lives. You like should. there are so many different ways to lead lives, but it also so helps many. me to to keep <laughs> moving further towards my own fantasy as yes, well. Yes, yes. And, and further towards being more and more of myself, which ironically, although we talked about being an extrovert and yeah. like be, uh, enjoying doing this kind of stuff, is, is quite home-based. No. <laughs> but it's bizarrely, I, mean, I did I, I not think know a lot, that. <laughs> I think a lot of people are like that, right? Yeah. You always I get back to your roots somehow. No idea. Right. I had no idea. Since yeah. I moved to the, um, until I moved to the, uh, the seaside. Mm. So, um... I, 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 I think I've... Oh, no. Magic and sorcery. Magic and sorcery. <laughs> yes. I mean, it is a kind of sorcery, isn't it? What, what you do, the, it these is. transformations. Yeah. And I feel like in the coaching world as well, we do a lot of sorcery and a lot of... Yes. Alchemy, almost. I think, yeah, a lot of alchemy. So I am the organizer of an event called Witch Garden. Oh. So it's like called... Um, Majo no Hanazono in Japanese. Say it again. Oh, Majo no Hanazono. Majo no Hanazono. Yes, it's okay. like um, the flower garden of the witch or something like that. But and we Kawakicho call it witch garden. is right near Hanazono Shrine as well, isn't it? Yes, that's true. Yes, 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 exactly. That's why we chose that. <laughs> so this is what I'm doing with a Japanese uh, guy called mm -hmm. DJ Season, which mm -hmm. is a great, one of my idols, actually. Oh, wow. He, he influenced me also to come to Japan, mm -hmm. so it's like a dream to work with him on this event. Mm -hmm. So yeah, witchery and sorcery has always been close to my heart, mm -hmm. of course, yeah. because I've always been like fascinated with witches and like, you know, uh, Disney villains like Ursula the Sea Witch mm -hmm. or, you know, Maleficent, mm -hmm. they're all witches, right? Mm -hmm. All of those has, has been a great, and also in, in anime and video games, mm. Artemisia and mm -hmm. like, you know, Witches are so, they're, they're like, they're my spirit animals. <laughs> <laughs> and my drag act is very witchy, I would say. Yeah, it is, definitely. Yeah, and definitely. there's that gothic element in there yeah. as well, isn't there? And also, oh, I mean, you talked about Catholicism. I mean, that's a, yeah. a, that's oh, a whole other kind of... Probably there's some roots there too. Like. I would imagine so. I yeah. Mean, they turn wine into blood, so... Right. Yes. That is, it's that's full not of sorcery, sorcery. <laughs> <laughs> and alchemy. So there we go. Um, where do you get your energy from? My energy from? Mm. Um, recently from my drag family. It's so mm. nice to have somebody who supports you and to like to, that really like loves what you do mm -hmm. and that gets what I'm doing, especially because the audience enjoy what I'm doing, but I'm not sure if they get what I'm doing yeah. or not. But my drag family, they get what I'm doing yeah. because they, they're on the same kind of boat. They're in the same position and they know how much work goes into it. Oh, my God. The work. The work. Yeah. How long does it take oh. to do your makeup? I mean, I know that um, well, you Kyle saw it, came like. to video <laughs> you doing that. I know that. But like, what does it, how long does it take you to get into the full, full? Uh, it takes about two hours. Two hours. Yeah. Okay. More or less. Yeah. I mean, it's if a I commitment. want a good face, I probably spend three hours. If you want to really, really, <laughs> if I want to really polished, like yeah. really like gorgeous, like up close, close up kind of thing. Yeah. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> Are you so, I mean, you still look stunning today, Thank but you. yes, it's clearly not a three-hour job. <laughs> but, yeah, but, but like for really important shows, or really, I I want three hours at least. Yeah. You know, to take the shower, do all of the makeup, do all the. The base, the base is the most important thing. Is the base is shit. You're gonna look like shit. Yeah. Right. And especially so. when you're working with um, man skin. Yeah. 
Exactly. No, no offense. No, none taken. <laughs> it's and sweating and stuff as well. Yeah. It has to be like beard grows and all of that. I, I hear you were talking about that earlier. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, all right. So, what happens next for you? Or what haven't you told me that you want to tell me? What haven't you? What haven't you told me? I mean, this is so fascinating. <laughs> oh, there's it's so much I haven't told you. To, like, to, oh my God, I, we haven't even talked about your films. We haven't talked about my films. We haven't talked about my music career so much. Like. I was also in a band called Verge. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is me and oh my, my bandmate uh, Ross. He's from Scotland. So we have very diff very similar um, upbringings and mm -hmm. very similar point of views of life. Yeah. He's also part of the drag family of House of Schwartz, but he? he's the drag dad. Oh, okay. And I am the mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. he doesn't do drag anymore. He used yeah. to do it. This is super fetishy as well. Yeah, it's very fetishy. Mm. Mm. We like it. <laughs> oh my god, that is such an amazingly gorgeous photograph of you. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, he's and he's really good. got. He, yeah, there's there's a, there's a real masculine edge to him. Exactly. There as well, so isn't there? we made a really good balance because he's quite masculine and I'm quite feminine. Yeah. So we bounce off each other very well. Beautiful. And I think it worked really well on stage too. Yeah. Um, either way, let's talk about the movie. So, <gasps> the movie, I'm also a movie director, hello. And scriptwriter, is that script right? A scriptwriter and editor. And a like, co-director co or, yeah? Um, director. I, I would say I am the director and he is the co-director, but we, we are more or less both co-directors. Mm -hmm. I have done movies by myself as well, yeah. but I like doing it with somebody else more because yeah. then we can bounce ideas off each other's. And, uh, it usually turns out better like and you don't have all the responsibility on your shoulders you can share it with somebody which is nice yeah <laughs> so i think it would be fair to say that this is a cult movie it's a cult movie yeah. i only do cult movies yeah i mean <laughs> it's, it's quite bonkers absolutely brilliant uh i'm very inspired by cult movies as well uh-huh yeah so for, give me give me an example so um i'm very drawn to like john walters or pedro yeah. almodovar yeah, or like yeah, yeah. Uh, dario argento yeah some of my yeah. favorite uh, yeah uh, directors yeah, everything. <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, yeah there's a lot of movies that inspired me i love watching like cult movies they're they're amazing yeah they're so they're, they're so wild aren't they and raw and yeah. straight but also yeah. they've got scripts and ideas and themes and yes. and points of view Yes. I just love that. That's also how I clicked with Neil and Duncan and yes. Belgian Solanis and uh -huh. a lot of other people because our passion for cult movies, basically. Yeah. And this is, okay, so, you know, if I bring it back into kind of making this useful for other people, it's like, you just go ahead and do this stuff. Yeah. You draw these professionals together. Mm -hmm. um, it, I mean... And they work for basically nothing. So <laughs> it's, it, it's passion. It's passion. It's That's a passion right. project. I, I mean, I'm still waiting for my um, payment for my right. starring role. <laughs> Your extra role. <laughs> no, there's so many people involved, and I love everybody for like taking time out of their schedules because it's not easy to gather a lot of people in Tokyo, as you're well aware of. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's not easy to shoot something and make something happen in a very limited time. Right. But still, but it has just, to be done. So, from the coaching context, this is a this is an incredible thing because what you yeah. do is you just throw your idea out in front of people, mm -hmm. invite them in, yeah, and then you have actually made it happen. And, and seriously, I I don't the movie like happens the before house. we shoot it. It happens when you get people interested in it, and when you, you okay, know, wouldn't wouldn't you agree? Like it happens like 
even before I shoot the scene, I know this is going to work because we have this person in it, we have that person in it, we have this man on camera, we have this guy on sound. So and that's it. That's it. That's you, don't a need, movie. you don't need to shoot it because you know in your mind this is going to work. It's going to be like, yeah, we have it. Yeah. As long as everybody shows up, then we have it. Yeah. And even if they that don't, my biggest... someone else will come in. Right. Yeah. yeah like, yeah, we have so many like last minute calling. Oh, could you could you make it today, please? We have like somebody cancel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So much fun. But again, I just I want I want to stress like I uh -huh. suppose you, you have to do things before you're ready that aren't perfect. Yeah. That aren't you have to take your chances asking people. Will you do yeah. this with us? We don't have a budget. Right. You know, or it's just assumed there's no budget, and, and people will be. I think people sometimes get behind that, that kind of stuff. Like, I don't usually leave the house, but I was like, yeah, I'm in. I don't know why. There's something... I was well, so happy when you sorcery. said yes, because I, 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 I thought maybe you would be like, mm, no, this is not my thing, you know, something. Because I didn't know so you. My but thing. I didn't know you then. <laughs> like, and I'm so happy it is your thing, yeah. because you're, you are amazing in the movie. You should check so her out drunk. in the movie. The movie's <laughs> going to be called Spoiled Identity. Write that down. Write it down now. <laughs> That's spoiled identity. For Hashtag you. spoiled identity. Exactly. Do we, we don't have a release date yet. No, though, do we? we don't. Again, because there's, it takes a bit longer because there's no deadlines time. and there's no... Yeah. yeah. People so. do it out of their schedules, right? Yes. So it's going to take a while. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just... It's so much fun. So many amazing creative people in oh, there. Oh, so many. So many people on the edge. So many queer people. So many, like, yeah. you know, just... Uh, talented singers, yeah. dancers, performers, drag Absolutely. acts, SNM people, yeah. all the all, all the things just thrown in together. We even have a professional fister in it. Oh wow! <laughs> Is there any professional fisting in it? Um, no, Good. unfortunately not. <laughs> it, it would be hard to like yeah, release, hard to release it. that, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, I did a, a movie with Duncan before called Gone, Girl Gone, mm -hmm. Girl Gone, and it was more like um, a mystery, uh, also dark humor mystery uh, horror movie. Mm -hmm. uh, and this time we're just doing a comedy, mm -hmm. so it's much easier, and it's all, it's easier and harder because comedy is very hard to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because everybody has a different humor, right? But it's quite straightforward. It's quite straightforward. It's straightforwardly. It, it's not a gag-driven thing, is it? It's no. more like everything's it, just funny and yeah. odd and... Exactly. It's what? oddities but, being funny. But also, yeah. it just seems right. It seems right. I don't know how to describe it. It just yeah, feels I don't know how right. To describe it. <laughs> it feels right. I'm glad you say that. Because, yeah, and I was just like, yeah. okay, here it, I am in this place. Some of the is. scenes are very childish, but I think it kind of works like, so well. <laughs> so, what happens from here? Oh, that's a good question. So I have a lot of projects coming up, especially in April. Mm -hmm. So there's the Tokyo Rainbow Pride uh, that, that I... Is that going ahead? It's, it's going to be... It's still on schedule. Great. Yeah, great. And there's also my event coming up, uh, Viral Succubus Nacht, uh, on the day of Pride. And then there's... Um, I'm also going to do um, a showcase for the Kawaii Mosca Field to try to launch my own project there. My own show there. Kawaii Monster Cafe. Kawaii Monster Cafe, where you shot me. Yeah, yeah. so Kawaii Monster Cafe, very famous, iconic cafe on a Montesando, yeah. very popular with tourists. Very popular. I am a regular there. Or a I regular used to be. performer there. <laughs> Until they fire me. 
No, I was working for three years there, almost since they opened. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm a bit shocked that they gave me the axe, but uh, at least uh, I will be hopefully involved in a new project mm -hmm. that, that I have written a um, business plan for, Kei mm -hmm. Show, mm -hmm. and I've shown the, or the owner of Kavimos Cafe, he likes it. Mm -hmm. So that showcase is going to take place next month. Okay. Uh, and it's going to be about drag, of course. It's yeah. going to be a drag night or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And what else do we look forward to from you in the future? I definitely want to do more YouTube shows. Uh -huh. Like, I really like doing that show with Julia. Yeah. So I'm, I'm probably, I want to do like... That was about the Belay Brothers. The Belay Brothers Dragula. Dragula. Dragula, yes. season three. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love Dragula. Yeah. <laughs> right up your street. Yeah, right up my street. So, as we start to wrap up here... Yeah. What would you, do you have any sage advice? You've obviously lived a, a very full and rich life, including a lot of recovery from mm -hmm. bullying you were talking about and from being this incredibly creative young child <laughs> to being this, to, to returning back to that and just continually yeah. leaning in, leaning in, leaning in, establishing yourself as one of the most creative people in Tokyo oh, and one you. of the, <laughs> you know, kind of one of the, the queer icons in Tokyo, I would say, and a, a really, really, super super drag queen as well and a Check total me. pro and <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, so do you have any kind of sage advice for us do you have any you know what any life takeaways or anything like that? that's a terribly cheesy question but i'm just and to take it how you want to okay you? okay so always use a professional fist <laughs> yeah yeah always use a professional fist you don't want <laughs> no no <laughs> amateurs <laughs> amateurs <laughs> um, no but um but uh, what I've discovered um, and what I what I try to uh, always um, come through through my shows through my music is that it is okay to be weird and you should embrace your weirdness because mo normal is kind of boring you don't want to be normal you don't want to be basic you want to be weird uh, at least I am and I think it's important that normal people uh, respect weird people oh as well as weird people has to accept normal people yes because we have to stand out with you know we have to like go through all of this normal stuff in our everyday life we cannot escape it yeah at some points we have to do something we don't want to or something yeah. that doesn't fit us yeah because we are that kind of person yeah so uh, mutual acceptance is really important for me and uh, when I was a child, I knew I was weird before I knew I was gay, before I knew I was a drag queen. So weird is and bizarre and strange has always been very close to my heart. Mm. So, yeah, embrace your weirdness. That That's my advice. And um, always go forward, but never go straight. Ah! <laughs> that's, also, that's also one of my sayings throughout the ages. <laughs> That's the post-it note that I'm I love it. Post. Always go forward, but never go straight. Oh yeah. my God, I absolutely <laughs> love it. I love the advice you just gave there. That made me feel so good inside. Oh, good. It just it woke my intuition up a little bit. Like, be weird. Like, I can't remember exactly how you worded it there, but it was just gorgeous because it's like, yeah, it's almost like permission to just be more of yourself. Yes, actually, absolutely. And whether, whichever way that, whichever way that is, yes. you know, yes. and and I and I really really love it. it. It's so great. So I love to see drag shows that are not by the book, if that makes sense. When when somebody actually has something to say, you mm -hmm. know, um, 
like stereotypes is so boring. Like you want something unique, you want something that is original, you want something that that gives something to you. And I think that my shows embrace this stuff like that because that's that's really important for me. If I if I was just doing something that ten other queens are doing, I would stop drag right mm -hmm. away because there's no point. Mm. And I would just be like, you know, like everybody else. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's very important that people get provoked or that they get something out of my show. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah pr pr provoking, I think, is yeah. being provocative is actually, yeah, I do know what you mean. And again, you just keep giving me little bits of permission <laughs> here to always to move forward and never go straight. Yeah, and, <laughs> and be yourself, like embrace your weirdness. Yeah. yeah, and everybody has a little bit of that. They do, yeah. but they don't embrace it. They Not try to so hide much. it. They put it under the carpet or they hide it in a closet or whatever. Yeah. Such a waste. It is a waste, isn't it? Is it is a waste. <laughs> <laughs> so, no motainai of your weirdness, please. No yeah. more henna motainai. Yeah. Motainai. So I think society has created this system that we have to fit into. Mm -hmm. And I love to see people uh, who are too oblivious to realize that they're not fit in in the society frames, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. No, say more. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, for example, there are some drag queens that are too oblivious to the. They're they're so out of the the society norms mm -hmm. that they wouldn't fit in anywhere elsewhere. And these are the kind of artists I book for my events uh -huh. because I love them. And they, may, I don't know if they are aware of it or not. I think they're not. But they don't fit in anywhere, and they just embrace who they are, and they do their thing on stage. Yeah. And I love that so much. I'm yeah. so passionate about that. That they're just like so. You, when you say they're oblivious, they're just kind of they live in their own world. Yeah, they live in their own fantasy, and their fantasy is so strong to themselves. So you you can, you have to believe them. You know, <laughs> there's no way around it. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh. There's something so, so special in there. Yeah, there is, right? Yeah, I love those people. I love those They're people so much. They're untouchable, aren't they? They're untouchable. Yeah. Yeah. And I, myself, really strive to become one of those myself. I think you're on the path. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're on the path. Yeah. Yeah, because I hate uh, stereotypical norms uh, or like boxes that you have to fit into. Yeah. And... Unfortunately, through RuPaul's Drag Race recently, there have been a boom of drag queens that are all like copy of the next, the, the previous generation, mm -hmm. which is so boring. And it's like, oh, I've seen this like 200 times before. Give me something new, please. Okay. So when somebody does something new and when something new are, I don't even, it doesn't have to be something new even. It, it has to just be something that they have inside of them that they, they live their fantasy so much that you have to believe in their fantasy. Okay. <laughs> now, so my mind's going to season 12, and I just yeah. wonder if you can name maybe two of season 12 who you think are that person. Oh, yes. Uh, Rockham Sakura. Yeah, that was yeah. the first person who came into my head as well. So in the fantasy. So and in the so fantasy. Cute. Oh, I thought she was just going to be like, you know, this um, wannabe anime character or something. No. But she's not. No. And I'm so like captivated yeah, by me what, too. what she has brought to it already yeah like, and, oh, and when yes. she took that leadership role on as well yeah. she was so oh my god she was so, she just got straight into it without apology and yeah. just then she like, was unapologetic yes. and i love that me too me too yeah. i'm working on that with my coach because i can be a bit apologetic <laughs> which will come as a surprise to and my speakers. second one would have to be crystal meth or what, what is your name crystal the, method from the 
Yeah, yeah. Crystal Method from the first uh, episode. Yeah. She was like the clown queen. She didn't get oh, a screen Oh, she did crown. Freddy Krueger. Yeah, she did Frederica Krueger, and I, I've done that too. Like, have you? Yes, I have a female yeah. version of that. Oh, and the, she's got the weird old Malkovich. And hair. she did him from Powerpuff Girls on the runway. Okay. With the, the red devil look. Yes, yes. Yes. There's a reference to him from okay. the Powerpuff Girls. Okay. So she is the one to watch out for. I think she has very very cool aesthetics. Okay. I, I wish we'd get to know her a little bit more, though, but, but she's the one to look out for, I think. Okay, yeah. all right, interesting. Yeah. So um, I'm going to wrap up here. Yeah. Um, and so I want to say a massive thank you to our gorgeous, gorgeous guest today, uh, Yukiro Draverius, mm. mother of the House of Schwarz, the yes. Schwarz of Fall, yes. and taking us on this gorgeous journey through her, his life, um, from being an incredibly creative child who lived in a fantasy world to then trying to <laughs> enter into the ordinary world of middle Ugh. school and being bullied relentlessly for six or seven years and then being really honest about how shitty that was but how then the return back to himself after that was so mm. so rich and so clear and so obvious and then how he followed his, his passion and his heart to um, the K visual, Visual K, visual K thank yeah. you, the Visual K uh, pop <laughs> uh, genre that he absolutely loved and followed his heart, his intuition and his passion to Japan yep. and then just kept going and following and following and following that all the time doing the things that he needed to do, putting the work in, putting the study in, in order to get to the place where went into a company, earned good money, bought all the good drag, then moved out of that company, became freelance and did whatever he needed to do to earn the money to keep moving forward, never straight, as he says. And then to now, um, from 2011 to now, developing the drag, developing the drag in the last year, developing to ha uh, the House of Schwarz, really fully embracing uh, Die Schwarze Frau, and just becoming this iconic, polished drag queen, this queer icon in Tokyo. I couldn't be more delighted to have hosted this unusual, unusual <laughs> thing today. And my two takeaways from today are, number one, always move forward, but never go straight. Exactly. <laughs> take notes, children, take notes. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag. I saw somebody doing this recently. Oh, this is good. Hashtag. And then, um, <laughs> Like I feel like cool grandma at the wedding I now. I was about to say, like, <laughs> I remember when Justin Timberlake and Jimmy Fallon did that. Cool, so fun. You can keep this. Are they are, are they uh, still alive? <laughs> How rude! <laughs> what did you just call me? Um, um, and then um, the other thing that I take away is that kind of. It's like you said, like really embrace your weirdness yes. Pro and be provocative, Pro be yes. provocative, but be, I, I like to call this edge dwelling. I'm really interested mm. in people who are edge dwellers, who live at the edge of something. Yeah. And you know, for my husband- Live on the verge. Live, oh. oh. <laughs> um, my husband is, is a very, very, by all accounts, you look at him and he's a very ordinary guy. Yeah. But actually he loves Kenny G. Yeah. And that to me yeah. is like the that's an edge for me. Like, yeah. really? No. Or I, like Michael Bolton or your Celine Dion's back catalogue and everything. That's is when I first met him. But he's just so, so passionate about music. He doesn't give a shit. And that's really weird to me. 
and that's and that turned me on so much when I first yes. met him because oh, he was I can just imagine. like I don't fucking care one yeah. day we were in HMV together so I'm going on a bit here we were in HMV together we had long 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 hair then wow and, and he goes he goes oh Kenny G's playing in Tokyo and I turned around and I went you're a 29 year old man not a 55 year old woman from the American Midwest <laughs> why do you like Kenny G and he just he just looks at me and he goes shut up Kenny G hair and I was like oh my god I'm gonna marry Kenny you Kenny G hater no what did he say <laughs> Kenny G hair. hair. Oh yes, you have the hair. Yes, so I says Kenny G hair, and he goes, <laughs> "Shut up, Kenny G hair." And I was like, <laughs> "Okay." Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay. go bye, no. bye, girl." <laughs> and on that note, provoke, live at the edge, embrace your weirdness, accept the people who are weird. Don't bully people. No, you know. And, um, and accept people, accept yeah, yourself. Get into it and accept those weird. If bits you cannot in you. accept yourself, how can you accept somebody else? It's it's as easy as that, isn't it? True <laughs> and True all enough. the bullies, they don't accept themselves. That's why they're bullies. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. And they need help too. They need help. Yeah. They Absolutely. do need help. Yeah. They do need help. And they help. should get help. Yeah. <laughs> get help. Get coaching. www.sapphire.com <laughs> 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 If you're a bully today, please call this wonderful lady here. <laughs> I will cure you. <laughs> and where can we find you, you kiddo? Oh, you can find me on social media, mm -hmm. uh, hashtag Dravarius or hashtag Dishwatsafau. Mm -hmm. On Instagram, Facebook are the social medias I use most. Mm -hmm. um, there's also a YouTube channel where I post very seldom. And the YouTube channel is called... You can also Dravarius. Yes, Dravarius. Dravarius. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, yeah, if you're in Tokyo, just come here. Uh, come to my shows. Watch me. Okay. 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 <sighs> so thank you, my darling. Thank you. It was an absolute it was treasure. It was so much fun. You smell divine. Thank you. Is that Samsara? Thank you so much for listening to this latest legend on the Sarah Furuya Legends podcast. Hop over to sarahfuruya.com where you can find the full complement of uh, Legends interviews and conversations. Also, you can like and subscribe over on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. I absolutely love these interviews and these conversations I have with these people. I don't care about subscribers if I'm absolutely honest. It just helps to get more people over to listen to these fantastic people. I cannot wait for my next interview. I really hope you can get stuck in and find some juice and some delightful little nugget of knowledge or encouragement from these that will help you to create your story and to take your story forward and to weave and dream up and high dream your own story. Buoyed up by the stories of these people, I would call them ordinary, they're not. But these people, these beautiful legends who I've selected to help you on your way and to help me on my way. So please enjoy, share, subscribe. My Facebook page is Sarah Furuya Coaching. My Instagram page is at Sarah Furuya Coaching too. So get into it. Thanks. Bye.